Welcome to the Pony Stampede podcast. Today we have Matt Brune, who runs the UNT site for us at 24-7. Uh, Matt, thanks for joining us. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, um, so UNT played Abilene Christian last week. They won 51-31. Uh, got off to a great start, but then started to, to allow some points near the end of the game. How do you think they played overall? I thought it was a very strong performance, especially early on in the game. They took a 31-0 lead. Um, the defense was clicking. I don't think Abilene Christian moved the ball much. I don't think they had over two first downs on the first six drives. Um, and the offense obviously was, was clicking on all cylinders. I mean, to, they had a touchdown pass. The first play of the season uh, had a touchdown, another touchdown pass like three plays later. And it just um, – Mason Fine was, was spectacular as we expected. Rico Bussey and the other offensive weapons were good as well, and the defense was good to start. And even though they kind of waned as the game wore on, they still showed, showed some promise. So the defense allowing those 31 points, uh, mostly at the end of the game, like you said, uh, was that a concern at all for you going forward? It was kind of, yeah, um, especially in the way that Abilene Christian did it. They were kind of just some uh, some laps of uh, focus, and that's where Abilene Christian was able to gash them. They had a couple big plays. One of the big plays happened on the outside against um, uh, Nick Harvey, who was a graduate transfer. Um, from he was at AM and and then South Carolina, and now he's here. And he got beat a couple times. Um, so that was one of the big plays that alarmed us. And then uh, the run game for Evelyn Christian got going a little bit too much for our liking. Um, for, so I think North Texas kind of locked in on that over, the, uh, over this week. And I think SMU's run, run game is going to have to be stopped, especially for North Texas to, to have, any, have any success moving forward. So overall, sort of going into the season, did you feel like the defense was in for a step up from last year or about the same or maybe regressing a bit? Um, if I had to bet before the season, I would say it would be a slight regression because last year's defense was so solid. Last year's defense was really the reason they won a lot of games. I mean, and to lose six players from that team and replace them with two inside linebackers who don't have a ton of experience, you know, some new out, some new corners and some defensive linemen who, like, in all those positions, haven't had a ton of experience besides Nick Harvey. Um, it was alarming. And so I think they did a, a good job settling those nerves um, in game one against Evelyn Christian. But SMU presents obviously a lot more challenges. And that's really where the season starts for this defense. And so um, I, I'm, I don't want to rush to say that they're – Definitely worse than last year's team, but just on paper personnel, how we were looking at it, they they are expected to take a little step back. They held teams to 24 points a game last year, and that's really good. So if they can even get close to that, I think it's a win. Um, all right. So uh, what's you mentioned stopping the run. Um, what do you think are the biggest keys uh, for UNT to uh, beat SMU this year? Of course, SMU uh, moved the ball well through the air last week. Reggie Robertson at 180 yards. Do you think that uh, UNT's corners are sort of able to match up with Reggie Robertson and James Prochet, which are the strengths of SMU's offense? And then is there anything else that you really think UNT needs to do to, to stop SMU offensively? So with the two new inside linebackers from North Texas, I think that they're going to have to have such a good game, um, just holding down the middle, helping with the run support, 
getting to the quarterback when they need to. I think it, a lot relies on those two guys specifically, and that's Katie Davis and Tyreek Davis um, at the inside linebacker positions because they're in a 3-3-5 defense. So those two have everything going around them. And I think if they can do a good job stopping the run, and the defense line obviously has a part in that as well, if they can all do a good job stopping the SMU run game or at least slowing it down and, and getting them into, you know, third and eight or third and six and whatnot to get them into passing situations. I think that's where North Texas will be fine because the talent on the back end and the secondary is, is fine. It's, it's talented enough to match up with these guys, but it's when they don't have, when they're not as, um, when SMU doesn't get into predictable situations and then, you know, safeties will have to come down to help the run if they can't stop the run. And then you just, it's not a North Texas defense, you know, stacked with guys that are, able to lock down on the corners and, you know, great, you know, it's not, not filled with terrific players, but it's filled with a bunch of good players that can do their job. And so if they can get into situations where they're comfortable, I think that's where the success will happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so offensively for UNT, um, they have a bunch of solid receiving weapons. You mentioned Bussy, uh, Darden is a guy that uh, catches a lot of balls, and then uh, Pirtle had the big game with three touchdowns last week. Who's one guy that you're in particular looking at to have a big game against SMU this week? The so after obviously Bussy is fantastic. He was amazing week one. He showed strides of improvement from his junior, year, and he was already a great junior. Um, he looks like an NFL caliber caliber receiver, so he's going to be fine. Um, I think. Hurdle obviously caught a lot of people's attention with his three touchdowns, but look for Kelvin Smith to come back at the tight end position because Kelvin is by far and away the best tight end on this team, but he was a game time decision and they decided not to play him um, against Abilene Christian. So he's going to come back and he is even better than Chase and Pirtle in a lot of areas. I think Pirtle is a very good receiver and they match up well on that end, but uh, Kelvin Smith's blocking ability is way much better. His uh, route running, just his familiarity with the system. Uh, he's been in this so long. I think Kelvin Smith at tight end is going to be a SMU is going to have to account for because, and it, it's going to be difficult with, you know, Bussy, Darden, Michael Lawrence, Jair Shorter. Um, North Texas has guys, so they can't forget about, SMU can't forget about Kelvin Smith at tight end. And that's assuming he plays. I think it's probable right now. Um, probably I'd have to, i put it at about 80%. But um, regardless, I'd say Kelvin, Kelvin, Kelvin Smith is that guy. Okay, interesting. Uh, Kelvin Smith, name to look out for. Um, and then for, for UNT on offense, of course, uh, Graham Harrell left for U, uh, USC, and uh, Bodie Reeder stepped in to take the, uh, the offensive coordinator position. How do you think the offense looks different? And um, uh, do you think there will be sort of any sort of regression from that change? Um, the offense looks pretty noticeably different and that's, and that's the plan. I mean, that was the plan from Latrell going season. Once Harold left, he was kind of like, cause coach Latrell has obviously been an offensive head coach or offensive coach his whole career. He's been on the offensive side of the ball his whole career. He is an offensive head coach. And so with Harold leaving, he kind of got more of the responsibilities for play calling and he was able to implement more of his system, implement, you know, more tight end usage, implement uh, different personnel packages that he's been wanting to, to put in. So that was the biggest change. And so when I bring up those changes, it's in 
the usage of tight ends and the usage in RPOs more so. And they're already in a spread concept, so to bring in the tight ends just gives them more versatility with Jason Pirtle and Kelvin Smith. Those two guys are able to do a lot of good things at tight ends, especially receiving. So I think that just being in more versatile packages is uh, is huge for this team, and um, and that's what uh, Coach Luttrell really wanted to do this year, and that's what they showed game one. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Mason Fine, of course, is last year a great quarterback, someone that SMU fans know absolutely carved them up last year. Do you think there's sort of a sense around the team for UNT to, to really, like, maximize his last year? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's a, This is a senior-heavy team. There's I think there's 24 seniors on this team, and you go down the list. Oh. Of, there's three three offensive linemen are seniors, uh, Bussy senior, Michael Lawrence senior, Kelvin Smith senior. Like, you should, you just go down the list, so, especially on offense. And then defense as well, you have Ladarius Hamilton, Kyrie Muhammad. Um so this is a very senior-heavy team with a coach who's going into his fourth year that's had all the success. You have a team that's had all the success but hasn't won a bowl game and hasn't won a conference championship yet. So that's the main motivating factor for them. Um, and, it's I mean, basically, if they don't win either one of those, a conference championship or a bowl game, then it's going to be looked at. They're going to they're gonna feel like they didn't fulfill their, their goals for the year. So, um and then also they have obviously goals of performing against Texas teams as well, like SMU and SMU is a rivalry game. So they're very hyped up in this game as well, but there's definitely pressure on this team and there's definitely expectations to win this year uh, more so than in years past. Yeah. You mentioned uh, how big of a game SMU is performing against the Texas teams. Uh, do you get the sense that the team is sort of treating it like, like a rivalry game, like big must win sort of more than a normal week? Um, I, I do think they're treating it like a rivalry game. Um, I think that it's, it's a rivalry game. And so just in that sense alone, it kind of invokes more, uh, more pressure and more excitement. Um, I don't think they're going to look at this as a, as a must win just because it's week two. It's kind of like SMU week one last year. That's, I mean, they lost week one, but then they went on to have a, you know, a solid season uh, in year one. And so I don't. I think it's kind of like that in this. In this, and they have such a North Texas has such a loaded kind of um, non-conference schedule for for their standards compared to last year. At least they have Houston, Cal, and SMU. So those are three big games, and it's kind of from a fans' perspective and from a media perspective, it's kind of just like you know if they can win two of those, then then they're sitting pretty going into conference play. Um, so I'm. I don't. I think it's a must-win only in the terms of. Like, this is a great opportunity to beat SMU two years in a row. And SMU's obviously had their number historically um, when you go back, you know, past the, earlier than the, the, earlier than the 90s. But I think for that reason alone, it's kind of important to get this win. Um, but other than that, I think that it's, you know, just a week two game that they're going to try to win. And so uh, just before we go, uh, why don't you give me your prediction for the game and, and why you see it unfolding that way? Yeah, um, trying to remember. I did one prediction for um for y'all uh for Matt. I don't remember what it was. It was something along the lines of yeah, I'm gonna remember as I explain it. Uh oh yeah, that's what it was. It was forty two thirty eight North Texas. I think I'm I think both defenses are gonna have a hard time uh, stopping each other. Um I could definitely see it come down to whoever has the ball last. Um I think that it's about time that North Texas and SMU fans get a good a close game between these two. Um, just 
because obviously the last two years have been blowouts, but then you go down the list and I was looking, I don't think there's been a game closer than 13 in forever, basically in a long time. And so I'd be excited. I just want a close game. I really hope that these two teams bring it. And I, I said um, also in uh, replying to uh, Matt from Pony Stampede, uh, the last, so two years ago, North Texas seemed overwhelmed by Cortland, Cortland Sutton and whatnot. And then last year, North Texas seemed to overwhelm SMU just because, you know, new new coach and and everything like that. And so I'm looking forward to just seeing both teams not be overwhelmed or not seeing either team be overwhelmed and both teams, you know, being ready to play, both teams not getting intimidated. And that's that's the exciting thing for me. So I'm picking North Texas 42-38 just because I think think Mason Fine has enough help around him to score enough points um, on offense and – but like I said, it could go either way. Uh, SMU is about a four, three and a half point pick. So, and that's being home. So it's basically a coin flip when you look at it that way. Yeah, I certainly agree. Uh, like you said, blowouts. Like as as far as I've been at school at SMU, and it would be uh, it would be pretty cool to to finally see like a good old fashioned shootout with Shane Bouchelle and uh, Mason Fine. The one time they'll uh, they'll face off against yep. each other and. Uh, and we can finally get a, uh, a good game. And, of course, the two teams are near each other, so there will be fans from both sides. So uh, yeah, we, there's, we, we there's see a so clash on Saturday. Yeah, there's so much talent on both sides of the ball, on offense especially. And then the defenses have been pieced together by transfers and, you know, um, youth. So I think this has all the makings to have a, be a great game. Yeah. All right, Matt Bruin, why don't you uh, plug your site, plug your Twitter, anything you want? Yeah, uh, so uh, you can follow all of the North Texas Mean Green action at MeanGreen247.com. Pretty simple um, URL there, just MeanGreen247.com. Uh, we started it up about about a year ago, almost to date, and uh, we've been growing. We've been trying to grow the site and whatnot, so we appreciate any and all um interaction with that our twitter is at mean green 24 7 again pretty simple you can follow me on twitter at matthew bruni uh underscore matthew bruni underscore and so uh, yeah that's pretty much everything we we appreciate y'all and uh we look forward to the game on saturday all right yeah uh be sure to check their site out for anything unt they do a great job matt thanks so much for coming on the podcast yep thanks for having me all right guys uh Huge shout-out to Matt for coming on. We uh, appreciate his analysis. He's very plugged in over there to UNT, over there at uh, Mean Green 24-7. He's been helping us out with previews for this game and everything along the way, so make sure to check him out. And uh, when we get back, I'll be answering some of the subscriber questions. But first, a quick break. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, the first question we have comes from D-Town Pony, who asks, which player matchup do you think could be SMU's biggest win factor, and which player matchup could be the biggest liability for SMU? And honestly, I really think this comes down to the secondary in both instances. Uh, I think SMU could have an advantage with its wide receivers against UNT's secondary, and we've talked long, we've talked for a while about how the wide receivers and with Shane Bouchelle in the mix, I think the passing game in general is the strength for SMU with uh, James Prochet and Reggie Robertson, who are both NFL caliber caliber players, in my opinion. And now the emergence of Kylan Granson, who uh, who looked really good as that sort of big and fast tight end that SMU really hasn't had in a while. And then um, Shane Bouchelle throwing them the balls. UNT secondary, you know, uh, Nick Harvey they brought in from uh, from South Carolina and and he really did have a bit of a rough game. He racked up a lot of tackles, but that's not always something you want as a as a cornerback because uh, it means teams are going at you, and, and you saw the same thing with Armani Johnson against uh, Arkansas State where uh, the, the player will end up with a lot of tackles, but it's not a good thing because they're allowing uh, balls to be caught in front of them and, and making the tackle, uh, but they are allowing a gain. So I really think that's where SMU can take advantage of UNT is – exploiting that secondary and Reggie and James having a big big day. Uh, Cortland Sutton had some huge games against UNT when he was at SMU. And I think that sort of thing can can continue. As far as weakness, like I said, it's it's the other way around. UNT has some great weapons with uh with Darden and uh and Kelvin Smith and Enrico Bussy and those guys and and SMU secondary was probably the, the weakest part of the team, I'd say, on against Arkansas State. So those guys will have to play better. Brandon Stevens, uh, I think, did look pretty good, uh, considering he had just made the move from running back and uh, was able to break up a few balls. Did look like he got lost from time to time, especially tracking the ball when it was sort of in the air on, on deep balls and whatnot. But... I do think long-term he'll be a good player, and this will be a good test for him. The other spot I'm not so sure about, Armani Johnson, like I said, was playing off coverage, and, and they were able to just complete hitch routes in front of him all day. I, I do think SMU's going to have to be a little bit more aggressive because Mason Fine it, will not miss any easy throws, and I think that if they allow Mason Fine to hit those eight-yard hitches, he can take it all day and just really pick apart SMU. So I think the secondary's got to play, play better, and then uh, I think that's what could be a liability for SMU. I, I also think it's huge to get pass rush on Fine, obviously, and, and maybe force him into a mistake or, or just put some pressure on him at least. Pony Nut then had a question about uh, sort of maintaining the stats and how it's certified that uh, Billy was able to answer in the thread already. Um, there are some, uh, some errors in the participation list, I guess, and um, wondering how, how to believe that stats. But as Billy summed it up, this is, this is sidearm keeping track of the stats and everything like that. And, and I guess they do miss some. And at the beginning of the season, maybe uh, they don't know sort of who's playing where. But I think that's the kind of thing that will get cleared up uh, in time. Then James Pony Island asks if there should be a concern with punting. And, you know, 
I really do think that this is an area of concern because Jamie Sackville, of course, out for the season, he got hurt. So SMU's been plugging in some some different punters. You saw even when Jamie was still healthy at the end of the year, SMU had Trevor Denbo punting. And then you saw week one, uh, Luke Hogan, the West Virginia transfer, punting one punt. I believe it was 39 yards. So uh, not great, not a disaster, but it's the sort of area where um, where some, something bad could happen if he shanks one, a 15-yard punt. And, and field position is going to be valuable in a game that should be close. And, and going forward, you really have to hope as an SMU fan that, uh, that they'll straighten out the punting situation before the season uh, before the season really gets in, gets going and gets in the middle of things where they can feel safe having someone who can catch and deliver a, a punt of at least 40 yards and not a bad line drive punt that'll be returned. And, and that stuff is so important. Special teams is one third of the game and it can really ruin a team season to have bad special teams. And you saw the, the missed field goal and the missed extra point, which is obviously not good. Just puts more emphasis on the lack of a long snapper with Garrett Stotts gone and uh, you know, with a, an inexperienced punter, he might juggle some snaps or have a long time, hard time catching a high one or a low one. So I would say that punting is a bit of an area of concern for SMU. And, and if the teams are well matched, that could be the kind of thing that swings a game. So uh, I know Sonny Dykes cares a lot about special teams. And, and uh, for SMU fans' sake, hopefully he will figure it out. But, uh, but it is an area of concern with new long snapper, new punter. Ojai Pony has the next question. Uh, will Kedrick James play? Any updates on Cameron Jones' status? And I have not heard an update on Cameron Jones. Uh, it seems that the NCAA is still deliberating whether or not to give him the waiver. Uh, it seems like they should be wrapping up soon as, as week two is about to start. But, uh, but I have not heard anything on that front. Kedrick James, I believe, will not be playing for the first four games of the season. And then... Uh, then sort of his status will be decided uh, going forward after that. Last question here, Ed Tiv 4 asks, what on offense and defense does SMU have the biggest matchup advantage against UNT in your opinion? And it's sort of a question I already answered, uh, uh, offensively at least, the set, uh, wide receivers against UNT secondary and the passing game in general, I think uh, SMU can have a really big day and be able to take advantage of that. On the defensive side, SMU's biggest advantage, I would say, is up front. And SMU, a lot has been made about the depth that this team has up front and just the amount of players they're able to rotate in and out. And if you look at uh, UNT's roster, uh, I think SMU does have a pretty good size advantage up there. Um, UNT is a little bit undersized on the offensive line. I think SMU with Delonte Scott, who just looked like an absolute beast, four tackles for loss, I believe, is tied for first in, in the FBS as of right now. And if he can wreak more havoc, moving him around the line, I like, so he's able to rush off the edge sometimes and, and rush out of the nose sometimes, I, I, think, I think Scott could have a big game. And, and some, of other, some of SMU's other big defensive linemen, maybe a Demra Gary, Chris Biggers, Zach Abercrombie, someone like that could have a few stuffs. And then if you get it, get some of the speed rushers like Nelson Paul or, or Tyson Neals, Gary Wiley, some of those guys going off the edges, I think that's SMU's best chance to make Mason Fine feel uncomfortable and, and maybe force some bad throws. So so the guys like Bussey and, and Kelvin Smith, Pirtle, all those guys aren't just running free and, and having Fine pick apart SMU's defense like last year. 
Um, so that's it for the questions. I think I'll just give my own quick little breakdown of, of what I haven't covered on the game so far along with my prediction. And obviously, as I talked about with Matt and as I said earlier, I, this is going to be a shootout. Two very good quarterbacks in Shane Bouchelle and Mason Fine. The only time they'll meet. And I do think this is, this is like the chance for SMU and UNT to have a classic game. It, obviously, it's been a, a one-sided affair so far with SMU taking way more of the wins in this matchup. But UNT won by 23 last year, which obviously cannot be overlooked. So this one, I think, should be close finally after a bunch of blowouts. Um, I'm going to go with SMU 38-35. to 35. I could see it getting a little more high scoring than that. I think... Uh, I think that SMU's defense will ha will start to have some answers. I mean, Kevin Kane is just such a smart defensive coordinator. The second time playing an opponent, I think he'll see something and be able to figure it out, whether that's going with a three-man defensive line so he can have more athletes in the backfield, sticking Chevin Calloway in as that third safety that he played sort of a bit, that I think they'll be able to slow down Mason Fine a bit and not have him quite destroy them like last year on offense. I I think SMU has an edge in the passing game, but what's really going to be critical is for uh, for the running game to get going. It's just so many times on those dives, uh, there's just no space up front in, uh, in the middle for Xavier Jones or Kamon Freeman. And if those guards can play better and, and they're able to have some success clearing the way, I think that'll really help open up the offensive game as a good running game always does. And... Uh, and I think SMU will be able to edge it out, but I honestly would not be surprised if UNT won. Still a good football team over there in Denton. And, uh, but most of all, I'm just excited for the game. Uh, SMU-Arkansas State was obviously a thriller with so much going on, and, and I think uh, this team will play some exciting games with how it's, how it's set up. So thanks for tuning into the podcast, guys. We'll, uh, we'll catch up with you again after this game next week. Uh, see ya. Thanks for subscribing. And if you don't subscribe, make sure to do that on whatever medium you listen to the podcast on. Thanks, guys.